Hello and welcome to Sustainable in the City, a podcast that tells inspiring stories of everyday city dwellers on a journey to a more sustainable life. I'm your host and novice sustainableite, Brooke. Welcome guys. I hope you're settling into your week. We're almost at the end since it's Thursday, but that also means it's podcast day. Woo! And today I actually might know something and I'm super pumped about it. <laughs> We're actually talking to Valerie from Festival Beach Community Garden in Austin. And so yeah, we're talking about gardening, guys. Like, I'm not an expert by any means. I had one season, but I feel like I at least have like the tiniest bit of knowledge (laughs) in this subject. So hopefully, uh, maybe I'll be able to, you know, show you that I actually do know something, but maybe not. But I'm also sure that I'm going to learn a ton of stuff. But community gardens are really cool because they're kind of open to the public spaces. So you can go and actually rent a piece of a garden and do gardening. So if you don't have land, if you're not interested in landscaping your yard or doing whatever it takes to build this garden space, there are resources probably available to you. And I think that that's what we're going to learn a bunch about in our episode today. You also um, will probably learn, you know, what are some plants that are easy? What are ones that take more work? What seasons? You know, we'll see what we get into. And also, like I say all the time, if you are not into gardening, if you could care less about growing your own vegetables and you just want to go to the grocery store and pick them up, that's awesome too. I hope you just tune in for the knowledge and the information and just learning something different today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk to Valerie. Well, hi, Valerie. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Um, As we do around here, can you go ahead and start off just introducing yourself, kind of give a background on who you are and what you do and anything you want to share? Hey, I'm Valerie. Um, I live in Austin, Texas, and I've been gardening at the Festival Beach Community Garden for about almost three years. And I do social media marketing for a living and communications. So I also volunteer my time in the garden um, doing orientations and social media communication stuff for them as well. So I'm on the steering council there. That's awesome. So what is the um, community garden? Can Can you give a background like how big is it? How long has it been around? Any sort of history and maybe how you even got started there? I think it's probably about maybe three acres, something about that size. And um, I just stumbled upon it about five years ago. And then um, the townhome that I was living in, uh, we had a garden. So I gardened there for a little while and then they got, um, they took that out. And so then I decided that I wanted to go back to the community garden and check it out and try to become a member. Um, And so I've been there for three years now and I'm really loving it. That's great. How, about how many people um, be- like belong to the garden as members or can you just kind of jump in for a season? I don't know that much about how that stuff works. So, um, We actually have a year contract that you sign, um, but you can jump out if you need to move or if you don't like it or whatnot. Um, but generally, folks have been there and there's probably right now about 
60 gardeners, I'd say. Um, we have probably about 75, maybe even 80 plots. It's pretty big. Um, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, and I think um, just to kind of give a little bit of background, but, you know, there are community gardens, I think, all over the place. Some places have more than others, I'm sure. Um, but but from your perspective, how would you describe a community garden? Like, what is that? So I guess I've only ever been a part of this community garden, except also in my townhome. So I experienced sort of like open, uh, tiny community garden within a townhome. And then I've only experienced this big community garden. But I'm, I mean, I feel like you can make it whatever you want. It's a group of people that get together and share a space and garden, share some responsibilities and maintaining, you know, um, a few other things like the compost and the, you know, the weed pile and the mulching and, you know, all the common grounds. Um, that's pretty much what the Festival Beach Community Garden is. Um, yeah, like I said, you could, you could make a community garden out of just any space, really. So do you usually stick to kind of your own little designated space or do you find that people like if I've been slacking or couldn't mulch or something like do you do people kind of chip in and help each other? Or is it pretty like segmented? Um, I mean, we have monthly garden um, work days where the members get together and we work together um, usually to, you know, work on a bigger project or a few little projects. Um, so, but if you don't like mulching, you don't have to mulch. There's always something else for you to do. That's awesome. And do you guys kind of share, um, like if you grow vegetables and stuff, do people kind of share produce and things like that too? Um, we do from time to time, like if we have an abundance, you know, in our, in our own plot of, of something and we see somebody gardening, you know, a few plots over, I've seen it happen so many times where folks will just walk over and say, hey, and, you know, it's happened to me. And it's so nice, you know, for somebody to just come up with a handful of peppers or whatnot and say, do you want some? But <laughs> otherwise, you're supposed to only pick from your own space. Um, but we do also have an area called the communal garden. Um, and there's a team um, on that area and they garden um, whatever's in season and whatnot. It's always really well kept. Um, our site manager, maintains that mostly and we can also pick from there as well it's nice to have resources like that you know I I did like one little gardening season and I'm prepping for my second one but I always had tons of leftovers just in my own backyard that I just kind of gave to my neighbors and I never knew I'd have so many friends so fast so <laughs> <laughs> I think people really enjoy that stuff but you know I, and to your point I think it's cool in a community garden space. Um, it's cool that you guys have get together days. I didn't even know that that was part of how that works, but because, you know, I don't really like mulching and things like that, but I don't mind going out and checking for bugs or whatever, like pulling weeds. So it's cool that you guys kind of play off each other's interests. And I think that that's great that those exist. Yeah. It's awesome. So, um, you kind of just went online and signed up to be a member of this. Is that is that kind of the process? It's, it seems to be how other ones I've seen work. Yes. Um, I actually walked up to the garden and started snooping around. And that's <laughs> kind of what I've noticed a lot of people do. And I'll you know be there from time to time. And people have come up and asked me. And it's just like the 
same way I walked up and I'm just like, what is this magical place? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, you can, you can walk up and if you're lucky, somebody will give you the spiel and, you know, let you know that we have a website and that's how you sign up. Um, You can check out, you know, the website for all of the details and whatnot. So did you know about community gardens before you walked up to them? Like, had you heard about that before or were you kind of blown away? I feel like it was very vague idea that I had. It was something that existed. Um, Sure. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel too. Like, I know that they exist and I live in Kansas City and I know that there's a few around, but I also have a backyard, so I haven't really researched it. Um, And But we do have a couple here. There's actually one that does a lot of educational programs for children. So they have field trips and stuff and they're in the inner city. So I think they're more like you can rent spaces, I believe, but it's more about helping the community learn how to garden. So is that something um, at the festival beach that you guys do? Like, will I learn how to garden if I rent a plot of land or do I kind of need to know what I'm doing? Um, You kind of need to know what you're doing. And we, we welcome, you know, if there's a school group who wants to come in and that's something that used to happen once upon a time where we'd give little educational spiels and that's certainly something we could do for a new member. It's just like, you know, you you kind of sometimes end up learning as you go if you don't already know, but everyone's so nice and is helpful and our site manager or me um, is always available for you to email and ask questions too um but yeah you you can definitely come in even if you don't know anything we'll accept you (laughs) that's nice because I yeah I think uh and especially I feel like I feel like they kind of vary as far as community gardens like across the nation go I, I do think that there are some that you literally just rent a plot of land and go do your thing and leave but then there are some that are definitely collaborative and um so I I think that they kind of run the gamut but it's nice to know especially the one that you're involved with that they will help you or I'm sure too there's people that have plots or the person that like maintains the communal area that would I'm sure be happy to let you tag along with them and <laughs> learn the ropes so definitely that's awesome so one of the things that I thought was interesting um, about the festival beach community garden you know I kind of just went around the website to check out what what they do um but they talked about how they give a lot to local food pantries. So how does that work? Or have you done any of that yourself? I unfortunately haven't had a chance to do that. Um, Mostly the folks on the communal team will harvest that. And really close to our garden is a retirement center with food pantry. And that sort of um, was maintained mainly by a woman named Farah. And she recently um, couldn't maintain and keep up with it. She's gotten older. And um, so the site manager has mostly been taking that on. And almost weekly, I believe they collect and harvest food from the communal area and take it over to the pantry. I think that's awesome because I'm sure, too, you know, though it's hard for... Um, people, especially in a retirement community, depending on how old they are, but that it's hard for them to get produce or things that are fresh and in season. So it, it's that's awesome that that's something that they do f- from a giving perspective. Um, and I'm really curious after I saw that on your website, I meant to look up others that might do that as well. But I feel like if you have a plot in a community garden, there's no reason you couldn't take your leftovers if you're looking for something to do with them. <laughs> 
Right. So how do you think um, urban gardening, like, I mean, I obviously have perspective as to why I think it relates to sustainability. Otherwise, it wouldn't be part of my podcast. But what do you think? How do those two connect together, in your opinion? Like, do you think that... um, Because I've heard people talk about like water usage and stuff like that. And so gardening makes you use more water. But I still think that it's a sustainable practice. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know it's not for everyone, but I would definitely just say for the most part, it's a good idea. And I I feel like even folks who just have some interest in it end up really enjoying it um, and learning so much and benefiting so much and making friends. so I think it's really important um, as far as water usage. Um, that's that's definitely a, th- a thing that happens a lot at our garden where we have to constantly remind our garden members, you know, to take it easy on the gardening, especially during the, I mean, the watering, especially during the summer. Um, but I, it's just so, so important for your health and being mindful of your water usage and how you garden is kind of all a part of of the garden of the community i guess gardening in the community and gardening together and learning that you share this this space and you share this water um and it goes to um your your plot payment is a part of that bill and so if we don't want our bill to increase every year we kind of have to keep maintaining that low water usage do you guys um, do rain barrels at all, or is it pretty much off the city? Yeah, it's off the city. That would be so sure. amazing. <laughs> I actually just put a rain barrel in my backyard, but it's not actually hooked up to anything yet. So I'm hoping uh, we're going to try that out this year and see how it does, because I'm super curious about that process, but I don't know that much about it, to be honest. So I was curious if community... I'm sure there are some, but... Um, I, I know it's not always easy to get that set up and running really successfully in a large scale either. Yeah, I think it's something I'll definitely bring up at our next meeting, um, our steering <laughs> council meeting, because there's times where even, you know, there's a pipe issue or there's a freeze or, you know, something or another. And it's like, we have to shut off the water and sure. actually having that spare water, if you happen to plant seedlings or you just really need to get a little bit of water on your garden having that rain barrel could be really awesome yeah that's a good point um so how did you really get started because you had mentioned that you even gardened in when you had a townhouse how did you get interested in it or how did you get started in gardening in general where did that come from um my grandmother um on my dad's side is a huge plant person and my uncle on my mother's side loves to garden and grow vegetables. So I was always really curious. And then I had a, f- um, a few friends who were crazy plant people. And I'm now a crazy plant person. And so I learned <laughs> so much. And I got to realize from them that, yeah, I'm a total crazy plant person. And I have been for, I guess, like almost 20 years or so maybe now. And, and I just, I really, really love it. It's, there's nothing else like it for me. I I get so much joy out of it. So um, once I was able to um, start growing food, I, it was just like, you know, this whole new thing for me. It's like, whoa, it's like listening to 
you know, enjoying plants in, in a sense of like, I like jazz and then listening to rock and being able to like grow, like growing plants and, you know, house plants and things is one thing, but being able to grow food is just like the next level for me. And, and I just totally, I was on that train and I'm not getting off. Do you grow uh, like season, like winter and fall or do you, I mean, sorry, spring, spring and fall, that makes more sense. <laughs> do you grow all year round or do you do it a few seasons or how does your process work? I really try to grow all year round um, as much as possible, even if, and I've learned, you know, these three years that I've been at the communal garden um, or community garden, it's it's been really helpful to realize like these are the plants that do really well this season. Like just because you love this plant doesn't mean that it's going to last, you know, all year or for three years. It's it's going to take you, you know, having this really good structure and plan and realizing that you're not the best gardener. And um, even though, you know, I, I try, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just something that you just kind of go with the motion. And I've learned, I had this really amazing garden plot neighbor and I, you know, learned so much from her and I'd see she'd like plant peppers and she was like really great and structured um, about how she planted. And I'm not as structured, but I'd still realize like, oh yeah, I should be planting peppers. Like, oh, I should be trimming this or or that and i i have been i i really enjoy gardening so i definitely try to plant or you know grow whatever's in season so that i can continue doing it throughout the year but it's so hard during the summer it's the hardest here in austin which is so funny because you know in the midwest summer's like prime time <laughs> like last year i think i started around mother's day so um and then went through fall but then fall and winter I mean, there's ways that you could still grow some things, but I, I kind of got a little started last late last year in the fall, so it didn't make it. And then I didn't really try it in the winter, but I'm curious if I'll be able to figure out something to grow this winter, maybe some lettuce or something I can try to keep alive. Um, so what, it, when you were first starting growing food specifically, but, or what do you recommend if you talk to people that are really new to gardening? What should they kind of experiment with growing? You know, like what's a little bit easier or um, just pretty successful pretty regularly? Um, that's so tough. Uh, I would say um, tomatoes are pretty easy, but it really kind of depends on where you are um, with that. So I guess otherwise I'd say herbs, like basil, um, oregano, um, Parsley, uh, mint, if you plant it in the ground, it's almost like most indestructible thing I've ever seen grow. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I, but yeah, I'd say if you can plant like four things and, and experiment and watch how one grows and one doesn't, or one loves water, one doesn't. No, that makes a lot of sense. You know, last year, I think I tried... I'm thinking it was like four or five things and it was definitely interesting because I put them all in the same raised bed. So to your point, my tomatoes were super easy and took off and like loved life. And then I grew some cucumbers too. And those were pretty easy because it rains a lot here. Um, but my bell peppers like struggled and I don't know if like the other plants like took them over. So I think this year I'm going to not do as many variety of things and <laughs> maybe maybe tone it down to some different families. But I'm also, um, 
one thing that I'm curious about trying this year is like a tea garden. I don't know if anyone in your community garden does tea gardening, but it's a lot more herbs and flowers and stuff like that. But I think that might be interesting to try to make my own tea leaves and things like that. Oh, that sounds so good. It sounds vaguely familiar. And I don't even know if I, gosh, when was the last time I heard about that? But yeah, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah, well, I kind of thought, you know, so I'm actually, um, I'm having a baby in June. So my gardening season is going to be a little bit occupied. So I wanted something that I could still do and grow and be sustainable and provide in ways, but wasn't going to be so time consuming and maintenance because last year I literally was out there every day like killing all the bugs that were bad like (laughs) I was googling bugs like it was ridiculous how I'm like is this one good or bad what is it (laughs) I never that was the one part of gardening that I think threw me off was the whole bug situation and how many varieties of insects there were yeah yeah the stuff they don't tell you about. <laughs> no one talks about well, that. <laughs> well, and like some like some plants and some like other plants. So when you have five different plants, you have tons mm-hmm. of bugs because <laughs> you have all sorts yeah. of stuff. So yes, that was one thing that I had to learn the hard way. So where did you kind of go when you first were starting to learn gardening or now? Like what's a great resource that you think exists? Is there a specific website or do you just kind of do a random Google Yes, I love going down the rabbit hole of Google and learning (laughs) all about the things I never knew but were so interesting to me about gardening. Um, So yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a favorite or um, like website yet. And I'm not really good about remembering the sites too. You know, I'm like kind of stingy. I'll just go in there and skip skip all the intro and info and just go on to the next one. (laughs) Just keep going. That makes a lot of sense. I actually um, do. You, I don't know if you have a um, Facebook, an active gardening Facebook group out in Austin, but there's one in Kansas City that I think I learned more from that group than trying to find anything on Google. Oh, I don't know if there's uh gosh, I got to look that up if, to see if there's like a, a, you know, I know that there's a plant Facebook group that I'm a part of, but I don't know if there's one for specifically for growing food. Yeah, but I think that Facebook groups or um, even going to a local community garden, if you don't belong to one, I'm sure if you had specific questions and things like that, I think to me that kind of like one-on-one interaction more is so much more beneficial than sometimes. I mean, Google, obviously, like looking up bugs, for example, (laughs) was like better on Google because I could just type in crazy things and find pictures and stuff like that. But sometimes there were specific problems that I was having that I wouldn't even know how to ask that oh, yeah. in a search. So And and I mean, <laughs> I definitely ask garden members. There's like, you know, a few who I'm like really good friends with now and and I can ask them anything or, you know, there's just somebody I I've never met before and I meet them and then we start talking and then suddenly we're talking about what to do about ants and, you know, <laughs> on you know the same team all of a sudden sure no that makes a lot of sense and that's why I think a community garden concept in general is really cool because to your point I think you are eliminating some of the things that you have to like do yourself in a home garden but you're also all in this together versus me it's just me and my dogs fighting bugs outside like (laughs) I don't have anyone else to collaborate with and rely on or ask Uh, bounce ideas off of and stuff like that so I think the community part of the community garden is really cool 
Um, what just if you don't mind asking or me asking, I'm sure I can find it on the website, but what does that range? Like, do you pay monthly? Do you pay once a year? What is like from a cost perspective? How does that work? Um, you will not believe this. It's super cheap. It's $40 a year to oh, have wow. that uh, is really cheap. approximately 10 by 10 or is it 10 by 20? I believe it's 10 by 20. Um, garden plot. Um, as long as we keep the water bill down, um, sure. <laughs> which is, it, it, um, has been that, that price for, for years. Um, wow. so yeah. And yeah. That, that is not what I thought you were going to say. So that's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah. And we even have scholarship opportunities. So folks who just need, you know, to take that opportunity, it's also there for them. I think there's like four per year. Okay. And do you just apply for that online and kind of write why or how do you get um, involved in those? You would, I think, um, I guess we have not talked about that at orientation. So um, I think that you might be able to find that information on our website for sure. Um, sure. But we're under um, the Sustainable Food Center umbrella. So they also have a bunch of information on that as well. Is that a, um, an Austin, I don't know what this is. What is a sustainable food center? <laughs> oh, gosh. Let me Google it. All right. Can I just read this? <laughs> sustainable <laughs> Food Center is an Austin, Texas-based nonprofit supporting the local food system and the health of Central Texas residents through gardening, classes, farmer's markets, and farmer support programs, and uh, lots of other amazing educational classes and things. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if uh, I've seen a resource like this specifically. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of farmers markets, and um, I belong to a newsletter that kind of helps people want to garden, but I don't know if there's like a specific. Hmm, I'm going to have to look that up. I have a friend that's actually in Round Rock. I mentioned when I talked to um, Eric, the minimalism guy, who's also in Austin. So I've been to Austin a few times, but I'm curious if my... uh, my friend is interested. I'll have to uh, ping her after this. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's So do you think that there's a such thing as a brown thumb? Like, do you think that people, that there are people that literally will not be able to grow things or just don't have that talent? You can be honest because I, I, I don't know. I, I, I could go either way. Uh, yeah, I could definitely go either way. I want to say... Yes, <laughs> um, because I think there's people who just, you know, are, are drawn to certain things and some people who are not. Um, and so therefore, you, you kind of end up having a brown thumb because you're not like really into it. Um, but then you, you could turn your brown thumb into a green thumb. I, I mean, I feel like it's, <laughs> it's kind of, I've ne- noticed like a little bit of a fad happening where people are just like all about plants all of a sudden. Um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that <laughs> a lot of plants aren't dying out there and people <laughs> are actually learning about plants and how to grow them and turning their brown thumbs into green thumbs. No, I think um, I think you're totally right. Kind of the whole urban homesteading uh movement, if you will. I, I've seen a lot more of it. And, you know, I grew up in the desert. I'm from Arizona originally. So 
when I was there, I was like gardening. Yeah, that's never going to happen out here. And I tried like one little patio garden when I lived in an apartment and it was awful. Nothing grew, but I also didn't have a lot of sun. So that's kind of a key ingredient. But um, but I think that it's really cool that a lot of people are really interested or they're going more to farmers markets or they're just super interested in more sustainable food sources in general. Um, and I, I think it could be a couple of reasons. I think sustainability in general kind of is having a moment, but, uh, or, and hopefully it's not just a moment, but you know what I mean? It's having yeah, like, a, like a movement. It's more of a conversation. Yeah. Um, but I also think too, you know, one of the things that I realized is I never knew just being a city kid growing up in a grocery store and buying whatever from a grocery store how many things tasted totally different when you groom them yourselves? Like, I never even knew that that was a thing. My parents always said it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's so true. So I'm also curious, like, if it's a little bit of a, well, this tastes better, and it's better for me, and it's better for the environment, so why am I not doing that? <laughs> I, I would say that's true for 90% of the things. There are some things. I've, I've, I mean, I haven't tested everything. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point that people don't realize. Like, you know, maybe we need to actually have some taste tests at our garden sometime at a, one of our fun events. That would be actually really interesting. You know, I think the obvious one is tomatoes. A lot of people, I think, are talking about how garden-grown tomatoes and stuff like that, like, definitely taste different. But there are some things, too, that I haven't noticed a big difference. Um, I'll maybe notice a difference in their texture or something like that. But, like, cucumbers to me... They weren't a big difference, but um, but I think it's just you know the fact that they're better for you too, and and they I look have forty. They of look them. different too, you know. It's for sure. So cool. It's like, oh, this is homegrown. I can tell. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too. Like carrots um, are a really good example. I tried some last year, and I want to try them again this year. But I never like if I ever see in a good grocery store or at a farmer's market like all the colored carrots or tomatoes or something. I'm like, I'm not eating those. That's so weird. But like in garden land, I'm like, I'll try to grow some, whatever. Let's see what they taste like. <laughs> and everything's been so fun and delicious, but I would never try it <laughs> in a store. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm on a new fad of rainbow carrots <laughs> at the moment. I love rainbow carrots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, I went to visit my family in Arizona and I picked up some at a local sprouts there and I like put them in a salad and they were like, what are these? And like, they're carrots. And they were like, I never knew that these existed. It's just so funny. I could nerd out on vegetables clearly, but I kind of grew up with veggie loving people. <laughs> I have made a carrot salad. Or, like, I can't remember. It was like carrot turnip, what kind of salad it was, but I took it and it was just like, people were just like in awe. They didn't want to eat it. They were like, this is too beautiful. <laughs> oh, for sure. How can we eat this? Like, and then they really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's awesome. I just went to um, a couple weeks ago, Kansas City had kind of its first little farmer's market eat local expo thing. And I went out there and there was a little urban farm giving out micro greens and micro kale. And so and I had never really even known that much about micro greens and stuff. And I was like, hmm, I'll take them. But like it was so I loved it. It was such kind of a fun difference of flavor, but also it made your salad look so different. And yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like they're just pretty and weird and it, it's a lot of fun so everyone should garden I think that's the the point yeah oh gosh yeah <laughs> or try things from a garden or 
go to a farmer's market um, or even like I think, you know, a lot of the whole foods, if you don't have access, like if you do live in Arizona, it is hard to find farmer's markets and things like that. So I think trying to find resources out there um, can be challenging, but I don't think that it's impossible to find things that are smaller operation grown instead of mass market. So, okay. So if you're in the Austin area specifically, we talked about going to the website. Is that the best way to get involved in the Festival Beach Community Garden? Or how do they volunteer if they want to do that instead of commit to a plot of land? Like, is it all just through the website? Um, you can go check out all the info on the website. All the details and times are there. But every second Saturday, we hold a volunteer event where anyone can come in and help us for a few hours. It's really fun. And sometimes you even get to take some um, veggies home from the communal garden, um, which is really cool. Um, and you can, you, you can volunteer anytime, really, if you just, you know, connect with us and let us know what your availability is, you can come in. Um, one of the things that I want to do soon for our community garden is host tours, something that we hadn't really, you know, we've done for groups that come in to volunteer, but kind of want to have an open tour available soon. Um, in addition, you could check out our Facebook page. We also have Instagram. Um, you can email us as well, and all that information is on the website. But particularly, if you want to email me, you can email me at orientation at festivalbeachgarden.org. But yeah, just come in. I mean, stop by. Luckily, we have decent parking. You can pull up, and our door is locked, but there's usually somebody, you know, working on their garden, and you can just kind of like wave at them and just keep looking and eventually eventually they'll feel sorry for you and walk over and let you in <laughs> it's kind of just just walk in and stalk people and walk around like you yeah it's, it's so funny I mean <laughs> my plot is right by the door so it happens so often and so I've kind of given tours so many times to people who are just like you know sort of suddenly stunned especially you know during the springtime it's so beautiful and they're just like what is this <laughs> do most people in the community community garden grow food or is it a mixture primarily yeah. And it seems like that would make sense. I was just curious if some really like flower loving person was out there that just <laughs> planted it up. So, okay, well, awesome. Um, I think that this has been awesome to talk to you. And I hope that um, people in Austin reach out, but also people that aren't in Austin, I think Google and see if there's community gardens in your area, because I think that they're very beneficial, especially if you live in an apartment or a townhouse or somewhere that you might not have or a condo somewhere they may not have access to a yard or even for me, you know, community gardens are interesting because they kind of do help eliminate some of the maintenance and work that I would have to do to my own backyard. So check them out, research them. I'm sure they exist wherever you live too. Is there anything else before we go that you wanted to add or any inspiration for people that are thinking about gardening that you have words of wisdom? Uh, yeah, I totally encourage folks to get into it. It is a bit of a commitment and, you know, takes time to develop the skill sometimes if you don't have the skill, but it is so, so beneficial, so amazing and, you know, just a great way to get involved in your community and have fun, like super low cost fun and you learn so much. Um, I, you know, you get to eat food. Um, I can't. I can't <laughs> encourage it enough. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Valerie. This has been great. Thank you.